kind of a no-brainer. Some of us are good-looking, some of us are just looking. Well, I'm not going to answer that. Someone told me, had the nerve to tell me that if I start peek, uh, picking on their preacher, he's going to do something. I'm saying, this is my pulpit right now. And uh, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, I know it's not mine. I'm thankful for uh, the opportunity to be here tonight. I'm very grateful uh, for coming on a week and getting to serve the Lord with my sons. That really is exciting, to be honest about it. If I think a lot about it, I can get emotional, but I have, I have no greater joy than have my children walk in truth and to be able to see them preach, to see them minister with, to the people, see people responding, uh, seeing them pray, hearing them pray. One of the greatest joys you have is listening to someone pray. You know, when you listen to someone pray, you find out who they're trusting. Amen? You find out who they're trusting. When you listen to them pray, you hear their heart. You hear what's in their heart. When you listen to someone pray, you find out what they believe in. And it's so important. And I know sometimes people feel like they're not very strong in their prayer life. You know what I'd say to that? Just get better at it. Just get better. Try. And Lord will help you. Uh, he wants to talk with you, and you want to talk to them and, and him, and I, I'm grateful. So I'm thankful. There's so many nice things I'd say, but that was just a great joy. Thankful that my wife worked so hard with my children, and uh, there's no way it would have happened on me alone. There's no way. I'm thankful for my daughter-in-laws. Boy, it's so important you pick the right ones. My guys did. They did. They did. Uh, uh, some of them might be a little crazy. <laughs> They're not here tonight. <laughs> well, wasn't that good? Pulled me out of the pit, didn't it? Oh, man. Well, that was close. Oh. How many understand that sometimes we don't think clearly, right? Almost had dementia right there on the spot. Something temporary was happening. I could see it in their eyes. And uh, so praise the Lord. Would you open your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah? Isaiah chapter 5. I appreciate all your warm greetings. I really do. I appreciate your sweet spirit. I appreciate the southern hospitality. I want you to know I tried some grits the other day. I bet you want to know what I'm thinking, aren't you? It's none of your business. I tried it. I got halfway through it and it began to slide. Why would I put something in me that's wanting to slide another direction? Because if it's going to slide down, it's going to slide back up in my stomach. Somebody, how many love grits? Yeah. You know, I love grits. Man, they were so wonderful. Those little green things all crusty and, and slimy. I love things slick, don't you? Oh, man, oh, just teasing. I'm in trouble again. You say, what are you doing, preacher? I'm messing with your thought life and your heart life. 
and that. So some of you already decided you don't like me. I understand. Sometimes, I, how many sometimes don't like you? You don't like you, right? You have something to if you don't ever get that way, why don't you come and see somebody afterwards, and we'll get a whole bunch of people lined up here, and we'll find out. But uh, I'm so thankful. What an opportunity to serve the Lord. And I'm speaking about our thoughts. I don't know if I'm going to preach tonight. Uh, I, I, I really am 100% just shocked. And I feel like the Lord wants me to go in this direction. And so if you'll allow me tonight to, I don't know, maybe be a pastor or a friend or a counselor or a, um, once just opening up the Bible. I listened to my son preach last Wednesday night. And I got to be honest with you. If I had half his power and wisdom, I'd be thrilled. And right here, you've got one good preacher. And there is nothing that's prejudice about me saying that. I mean that. And I'm very grateful for him. And I'm humbled. Um, I, I'm serious. You get a lot more wisdom. I don't know that you get a lot more experience. And sometimes the gray hair is important. And so I, I use that often. So in Isaiah chapter 55... Uh, it's really simple. If you'll look in chapters, uh, chapter 55, verse 8 and 9, and we'll run around more than that. If you're writing down notes tonight, God bless you. There's not one thing in order. It's thoughts. If you're a teacher and you like your grading and English exam and you're getting all the outlining done, you said, kids, make sure you get the outline. You're going to be very busy tomorrow. Because I don't have that tonight. I have a heart. There's a heart behind the pulpit. Our gracious Heavenly Father, I do ask for your help once again. I'm thankful for these people. I'm thankful for Brother Adam, Crystal, Pastor, and Hannah, and the kids, all the kids. I'm thankful for these people. And God, I'm thankful that we serve a God up in heaven who's got a bigger plan and bigger thoughts than we have. So please guide and direct me in Jesus' name. Amen. It says in ch chapter 55 and verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. When I think about my thought life, I am reminded that will always have opposition. We'll always have opposition in our thought life. You'll always have the wrong thought that it can be planted in your mind. I know we don't like to think about that, but if we could, we could sit down and talk to Eve, couldn't we? Could we talk with could we talk with Adam? I mean, how in the world can you get more perfect than be the first one and have everything that you need, everything that you want? How could, how could, how could if you, sometimes you think if I had everything I wanted, everything I needed, that everything would go really well. Well, not according to Adam and Eve because they had a thought life. 
And when you have a thought life, you have to understand that the devil's desire is to plant the wrong thoughts in your mind. And to be honest about it, you don't want the wrong thoughts in your mind. You want the right thoughts in your mind. Do you understand that the devil doesn't care what you listen to or what you learn to as long as you do nothing about it? See, you hear good preaching, you hear probably good music, you hear good doctrines, you have good families, you hear the right things. And Satan really doesn't mind if you're listening to those things. It just when you get a truth, what he does mind if you act on it. That's what he minds. He, man, if you start doing things that are right, saying things that are right, and living the life that you know you're supposed to, Satan's flat out going to be mad. The only problem is that we have human reasoning and we think certain things. Help me understand when we assume something, it begins to get us in a lot of trouble. And often we make an adjustment or we make we allow things to come in our minds and we may not have the exact fact or we may have the facts that we determine ahead of time that are accurate when reality is, is we may really not know specifically all the facts. And when that is the case, then we need to be very careful of saying what we think. Because our thoughts are not his thoughts. And our ways are not his ways. And I live in a time and you live in a time where it's so hard to understand everything. You know, my wife tells me things and sometimes I don't understand it. Not on, not well, some things might be intentional and some things might not be, but Sometimes I just don't understand. And there's a lot of things that happen in society I don't understand. And to be honest about it, there's a lot of things that I do understand. And I see people do things and I don't understand why they do it. And then there's people that do things and I say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Don't they, what? Understand. Because we have thoughts. This week is a major week for your schooling. Man, God bless the teachers. Uh, the teachers have worked hard and they've done their part. And they've taught the children. They've taught your children. And they've probably done everything they can in their prayers. God help them to understand. To make a difference in their life. Grab on to the truth. But sometimes the ability to understand is based only upon their ability. And they're listening and they're paying attention and, and they're, they're studying, they're whatever. And in our Christian life, it's, it's much the same things. Some things are just hard to understand and some people's ways are, are, are different. They're just different. Now, I was teasing you on purpose, by the way, about okra. Now, I got to admit, I'm different than you. I, you can try to make me like it, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. But there are probably some things up north that I could try to make you like, and you're just going to say, preacher, I don't think I can like that either. 
And some of you, some of you might even say, well, preacher, if you don't like it, just go back north. Well, I plan on going back north tomorrow. <laughs> so that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. You just keep your okra south. The only problem is we had, I think we just had a meal recently at our church and someone brought it. I, 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 you know what? I knew. I knew we had an infiltrator. <laughs> I knew it. People are different. Not everyone thinks the same things. We're living in a society today where people want, if you don't think my way, I'm not going to like you. And if you don't think my way, you are, you're wrong. When reality, I have to stop and say, wait a minute. The Bible doesn't say that we all have to think your way. I don't have to think your way. And you really don't have to think my way. The fact of the matter is we all have opinions. The fact of the matter is we all have different levels of knowledge. We have different levels of, of uh, understanding. And because of that, we deal with so many different people that receive things from their way. I have a pair of glasses tonight, to be honest about it. They are for reading up close, they're for a computer, and they're for a distance. And the reason why I have them is to be honest about it because I don't see clearly up close. And if I take them off, some of you are flat out fuzzy. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I think maybe I do see better than what I thought here. We're different, aren't we? That becomes important to understand that there are different perspectives in life and there's often difficulties in life. And I really wish, I wish I could understand everybody. I wish I could understand everything. And I wish everyone could believe like me. They're not going to. And sometimes the people even closest to me are not going to believe like me. Now, one thing that my wife and I, I think we're pretty wise at was to teach our children to get saved early to love and serve God. And when they got saved early and we taught them to love and serve God, then a lot of the things that would be a lot more difficult and going in different directions were all in the same direction. And the reason was because we came up with the exact same plan. But when you don't do that, your family's more divided. And by the way, a house divided shall not stand. And the reason why it won't stand is because there's different beliefs, different walks, different directions. How many are still with me? Say amen. So we all have different ways of thinking. We often look for people to agree with us. That always doesn't happen. The fact of the matter is, when we listen to people pray, we work with people side by side, we find out what their heart is. When we hear them read the Bible, when they preach the Bible, when they say amen, do you understand? When you say amen, I know if you're on the same page or not. 
And I can tell when it's a hot subject. I can tell when we're okay. I can tell when we're laughing. I know. Well, we went to the gravesite today and we went, by the way, thank you, deacons, for doing a special thing for Silas at the gravesite. Thank you so much. But I went to the gravesite today for, for Silas and, and Hannah was telling me about the rules of the cemetery. And she didn't hear me. I was in the back. But I said, you don't really have to tell me the rules because I see what their rules are. I know what they are just by looking around. And the fact of the matter is that we as Christians, we ought to understand that people see what we're doing. They know what we're doing because of the way we're acting. And one of the reasons that is because we have some of the same thoughts and we have to understand that our thoughts can be completely wrong. But if we focus them on what the Lord Jesus Christ says, then we understand that we can be more in alignment with him. And then we need to make sure we check our thoughts with his thoughts and our ways with his ways. The fact as matter is, the Lord and I don't think on the same thing about baptism. Uh-oh, my son's really getting nervous. Both of them are. Because I've been saved a long time now. How many's ever seen someone trust Jesus Christ as their Savior, and they get baptized, and there's no change in their life? They don't look the part. They don't act the part. They just... How many understand what I'm talking about? So see, if I had my way, my way, I would want to see someone saved and then I'd give them about a month or so. I want to watch them. I want to see them straighten out their life. I want to see them make a change and say, okay, now we got that right. Let's go get in the baptistry waters. Now listen carefully. That's my way. But that's not God's way. God's way is like at Pentecost. They were saved and baptized the same day. Now, so if I had my way, I'd be wrong. Right? How many got that? I'd be wrong if I had my way. God's way is when, when the, uh, the um, jailer at Philippi, when he got saved and his family got saved, I mean, they went out and got baptized that same night. The fact of the matter is, the way that God says it is you get saved and you get baptized. If you have been saved and not baptized, you're wrong. Because it doesn't go along with God's way of teaching. Now, don't get upset with me, and please don't get upset with me on this one, because I'm not trying to divide a church. But, but the Bible lays out some things pretty strong about marriage. And who you marry, who you get married to, and who you get a divorce from allows for divorce in the sense that fornication things. But if there's a divorce, there cannot be a remarriage. And of when the scribes and Pharisees were talking about, they were trying to trick up the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, well, why is that? And the Lord said, well, wait a minute. The Lord said it very clear, Matthew chapter 13. He says, uh, Moses allowed it. He said, but from the beginning 
It was not so. And so God says, no. Now, I got to be honest with you. I've counseled a lot of people on marriage. And I've had some women come in pretty well beat up. I've had people come in and I'd say, you have every reason. And my way is to go get the guy and do something very drastic to him. Hurt him. Now, I would do it in Jesus' name. Because I love Jesus. Now, that would be my way. That would be my way. Because there's a lot of things that people do that are flat out wrong. But you have to follow a biblical plan. And if I allowed it, I'd be going against Christ. And, and where else would I go wrong in? See, my thoughts are not his thoughts. And my ways are not his ways. See, you may say that sometimes we don't agree. And the fact of the matter is, you may have people that you don't agree with. But you have to be able to live with the disagreement. We live in a place where we want everybody to take our side when the fact of the matter is not everybody's going to take our side. But we say, well, then the line is drawn in the sand. People, it's not drawn in the sand. There is to be a, an agreement in our lives. See, the truth of the matter is what we ought to do is really look at our lives and ask ourselves it's not a matter of what I think. It really is a matter of what he thinks. And do I match up with him? See, I've learned a long time ago, a long time ago, Brother Seth, Brother Adam, sons. I've learned a long time ago that there's people smarter than me. I've learned a long time ago there's someone far wiser than me. And that's Almighty God. And I've learned a long time ago that he is right. He's, he's omniscient and he's, he is, he's omnipresent. He knows everything and he's everywhere. And I have to understand that he is a sovereign, holy God who creates everything and everything will offer praise and the fact of the matter is, I'll be honest with you, I'm just like a drop in a bucket. Piece of sand. See, we need to get rid of the pride. We need to get rid of the exaltation of self and realize that our lives ought to respond according to the will of God, the word of God, the way of God, and we ought to spend our life trying to get my thoughts to match his thoughts, not how to get my thoughts out to what everybody else wants, but to, guess, to get us to say, I want his ways. I want his thoughts. The fact of the matter is that I need to learn to trust him. Some people think that is so hard. Can I tell you what? Get off that horse. 
It's not hard to trust the Lord God Almighty. Stop it. You trusted your mother. You trust your dad. When I was five years old, I went to, we called it kindergarten. I honestly walked, and I know you guys think, uphill, all the deep snow and all that. Forget that. I only have a few more minutes. <laughs> but we walked five miles to school alone. Actually, no, but I did walk four blocks to school alone. And my mom said, go directly to school. At five years old, a different society today, by all means. But you know what? My mom expected me to go five blocks and come back five blocks after school and come right straight back. And you know what? It's like, Mom knew every step along the way, but my, I, I had to trust Mom and say, can I go over to Billy's? No, you can't. Well, can I go over there? And I loved the corner store, which was right across the street. She said, no, don't go in there. Guess what I had to do? I had to trust my mom. Well, if I can trust a mother, I can surely trust my heavenly father. I'm way better off if I learn that I can trust my mom, I can trust my heavenly father. The truth of the matter is I need to accept what God has for me. I need to accept his scriptures and I have to understand that God Almighty knows the way I'm to live my life. God Almighty knows the words that I am to say. God Almighty knows my thoughts he knows my actions. He knows my attitudes. He knows my rebelliousness. He knows my hurts. He knows my suffering. He knows my heartache. He knows my joy. I'm better off trusting the Lord Jesus Christ who says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, Ronnie. My ways are not your ways, Ronnie. My ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are higher than yours. You're not always going to understand what to do. You're not always going to understand what to say. You're not always going to understand what those around you are thinking. But my ways are better than your ways. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Hey, just trust me. I learned a long time ago. That God can take care of things. I don't understand why people suffer. I don't understand why people struggle. I don't understand why a senior citizen's alone in a nursing home and, and they die alone in the nursing home during COVID. I, I don't understand that. But I know that God is in control. I know that God can give grace. I know that God can give understanding. I know that God can give compassion. I know he cares. Oh, yes, he cares. His heart is touched with my grace. God knows his ways are higher than my ways. I don't think 
I don't think a butterfly should struggle. But you know they have to struggle to get out of that cocoon. I'd rather help them out a little bit and watch them fly. But they need the battle. We often don't understand why God allows certain things. Unless we think we, we got it. You know, we got it. Well, that's called pride, isn't it? Pride cometh before destruction. I'm going to trust the Lord Jesus Christ for my salvation. I'm going to trust him for my security. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him concerning seeking him. And he makes it very clear in Isaiah 55 and verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You know what? You get hungry and thirsty like it says in verse 1. He'll be there. How hungry and thirsty are you? I, I see people struggle in their lifetime. Say, wait a minute. They said, well, God is not taking care of this, and God didn't do this for me, and God didn't do that. I just want to stop and say, wait a minute, how thirsty are you? He says, if you're thirsty, I'll pour water on him who's thirsty. Amen. And people have the same struggle over and over, and they just can't shake it and get loose. It's a sin problem. It's a pride problem. It's a God problem. It's your relationship with God because if I regard iniquity in the heart, the Lord will hear, not hear me. And great peace have they which love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. Amen. That's Bible. So when someone says they're offended, when someone struggles with all these things, they say, wait a minute, what's your relationship with Christ? Well, it's pretty good. I would say, no, it's not. Because there's no way it can be. Because we hang on to our feelings. We hang in on to our... It's awful quiet around here. This is a midweek service. It's not a revival service. But the fact of the matter is, when we allow these things in our mind and hearts, we hold back and God cannot do something that we want Him to do. And by the way, He will not, and He's not even listening. So it won't get solved. It won't get done. Concerning seeking him, he says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. I think we ought to stay with his thoughts concerning sin. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So what it is, the wicked man needs to forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And the Lord tells him this because he's talking to Christians and let him return unto the Lord. So what is the answer? It's returning unto the Lord. So the Lord himself is basically saying, you seek the Lord while he may be found. You call upon him while he's near. And, and the wicked is lawless. It's not talking about unsaved people. Matter of fact, at one point they say, let judgment begin in the house of God. And the reason is because we are sinners. Every one of us are sinners. I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. But the answer for the, for the, for the, the solution is he says, 
Let the wicked, which is lawless, lawless is not, not robbing a bank. Lawless is, no, what wicked is, is lawlessness, is I want what I want, when I want it, the way I want it, how I want it. I want my way. I want to think my thoughts. I want to do what I want to do. I want to think my ways. Now how many are still with me? Say amen. And what he says, and he makes it very clear, he says, I, what I want you to do is I want you to put it all on the side, and I want you to return unto the Lord. And what will you find? He says, oh, let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will what? Abundantly pardon. That's, boy, that's refreshing. That's so refreshing. I love sweet tea. Boy, you in the South are wonderful people. You make sweet tea. My wife makes sweet tea, and it's not really sweet. I wouldn't want to say anything. When I come to the South... Two or three glasses, oh man, I am so hyper, I'm ready to do anything. I love that, that's, man, that's, that's so good. Abundantly, you put that sugar in abundantly, don't tell me how much you put in it. You keep that secret, okay? Don't tell my wife. Well, I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to abundantly pardon why would we think anyone ought to struggle? He's talking to Christians. Why would we want anyone to go through life and have all kinds of problems and struggle because they're not? He, he says here, I'll abundantly pardon. And he says, for your thoughts are not my thoughts. And you're what, isn't it amazing that God will forgive things that you won't? Does that make any sense at all? Isn't it amazing that, that God will say, this is the way, and we argue because we'd rather have something our way when God says, wait a minute, this is the way. And by the way, God even says, your ways are not my ways. I can't tell you how many times he's told me that. Well, I accept that. See, we as Christians have to understand that God is, he is almighty God. He created everything for himself. He's made things in such a way. He's got the whole divine plan. Everything is completely all figured out. Matter of fact, he even has an expected end. And he's trying to get there with a bunch of people with their own thoughts. Politely, he says, you come and you return unto the Lord. You know, when we, do you really mean it when you sing, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give? Do you really mean it when you say, have thine way, Lord? Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. 
I'm the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting. Yielded and still. I don't want you to look. I need to make sure. I need to do everything I possibly can to make sure that I make my thoughts his thoughts. I need to make sure that I change my thoughts to his thoughts. I need to make sure I change my ways to his ways. I need to make sure I realize that maybe the biggest enemy is the one in my mind. It's me, oh Lord, that's standing in the need of prayer. It's important we understand the very basic principle. I can't tell you how many times I have heard this this week. You do this because mama says. I told my wife, I'm your husband. (laughs) No ice cream for me tonight. I'm in trouble. I don't know how many times I've heard kids ask for something they were told no. It really makes sense. I mean, it made a lot of sense. I want to say, don't do it, boy. Don't do it, girl. Listen to your mama. If a church is going to do something for God, the people need to stop saying, this is what I think. And need to say, this is what God thinks. We need to get to the point where we stop saying, what's, let me tell you what, I want my way. And God says, no, no, you don't. The truth of the matter is, I don't know if we have any basketball players in here. The truth of the matter is, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, when you want to play your game, you lose. When you pay what the coach says, you win. You say, I just want to take the shot. I want to take the shot. I want to take the shot. And there it goes, man. It just... A lot of muscle in that shot. No net. It's important that we realize as a Christian, number one, we're not always right. And it's not because it's not been thought through. It's been thought through. But it's not always right. What we need to say is, dear God, What's your thoughts? What's your ways? Then yield to Almighty God. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, please help us tonight. Lord, I pray that you would work in our hearts and our lives. It's a simple truth. Help me to practice what I preach. Help our people to do what needs to be done. In Jesus' name, preacher.